Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. And we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's life study. Therefore, having this ministry, as we have been shown mercy, we do not lose heart. What is this ministry described in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1? That's the topic of our life study from 2 Corinthians today. And the title of the program is The Manifestation of Life Through the Killing of the Cross. This is Matt Miller filling in for Chris Wilde, and with me in the studio today is Francis Ball. Francis, welcome back. I'm glad you're here with me today. I'm glad to be here, too. Francis, we've got a turn in the life study program today from chapter 3 to chapter 4. And in chapter 3, we've been talking about the ministry of the Spirit, the ministry of righteousness, and being transformed into the image of the Lord. Now we go to chapter 4 and we see a little more development of these same thoughts and these same topics, but we see it applied in a practical way where the Apostle Paul says, we do not lose heart. And he goes into a lot of details of consuming elements. He says our outer man is being consumed. Would you like to give us a quick introduction as we go on today? Well, I'm really quite excited about this particular message because I think this is something that really needs to be made very practical to us. The manifestation of life through the killing of the cross. If I remember right, Matt, the last time I was with you, we were talking about the minister's becoming one with the ministry. That's right. And the ministry is a new covenant ministry, which is defined in chapter 3 of this book as the ministry of the Spirit and the ministry of righteousness. And then you've mentioned one other thing just now, transformation. So I think we need to have this put in very practical terms to prove or to make real, make experiential what this is about being a minister of the new covenant. Why don't we go on to the first section with Witness Lee, and uh, it talks in the first section a little bit of a summary, and I think the the meat of our life study today is going to be in the second and third sections. So I hope our listeners will stay with us, but the first section is an important one, so why don't we go to him right now? You have to realize what is there in chapter 3. It is here in chapter 4. You have number one. The ministry of the Spirit. You have number two, the ministry of righteousness. You have number three, the transformation. From glory to glory. These are the uh, main points. Whenever the Spirit is expressed as life, Righteousness is here. Such a life comes down every turmoil. People just receive life from you and enjoy a peaceful state, a peaceful situation. That is righteousness. The entire church life is a righteousness. 
It shouldn't be like this. The millennium, the kingdom of thousand years will be full of righteousness and peace will be there. The kingdom is just a realm of righteousness with peace. And this righteousness is the result of life. You all realize by reading the Bible, in millennium, there will be no death. Full of life. The environment, the state, the condition in the millennium, just peaceful. And that peaceful state is termed by the Bible, righteousness. Then after the kingdom age, after the 1,000 years, new heavens and new earth will come. Within, there will be the new Jerusalem. What will be there, I tell you? Life will flow there to keep a peaceful condition. That is eternal righteousness. Hallelujah. We all will live out life in that state of righteousness. And today the church life should be a miniature of that state. Even our family life by his mercy and grace should be a picture like that. Full of life in righteousness. And this is a confirmation of the new covenant ministry. The new covenant ministry just ministers Christ as life. That is the spirit. And Christ as righteousness. That is the state. Francis, this is really a special start to the program. Christ as life, that is the spirit. And Christ as righteousness, that is the state. There's an inward confirmation. The ministry is a ministry of the spirit, and it's confirmed with a state of righteousness outwardly. Things are just made right. Isn't this the case with the gospel? It really is the case. And it's so marvelous to see it put this way because this is a ministry of the Spirit and righteousness, as we said a while ago. And the Spirit in his operation in us is life. And the righteousness that results from that life being lived out is really a state of peace and absolute orderliness. And that's a picture of what it's going to be like in the millennium for the thousand years when Christ is ruling and reigning. Everything is going to be right. It's going to be an age of righteousness. And the church life today is a miniature or a prefigure of that, isn't it? It is. And it's a real contrast to what we see in the world today, Mm -hmm. where everything will be right, it'll be righteous, and it'll be such a peaceful situation. Now, every day, the news has something dreadful that's going on in the world with terrorism and everything ruling that's unrighteous. So praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to the Lord coming and setting up his kingdom where everything will be in life and everything will be righteous. Well, that's the ministry today. We not only look forward to that day when Christ will rule and reign, but we look forward today in a proper church life when Christ is ministered. And when Christ is ministered, according to the New Covenant ministry, you actually have this kind of a confirmation, don't you? That's right. This is really a true picture of the proper church life today. And it's a good miniature of what we will 
enjoy in the coming age. I'm thinking of a particular case, Francis, with a uh, situation with a husband and a wife, and they got divorced, and it seemed like there was no hope the way the living was. But the Lord came in to that situation through the ministry of the Spirit, and the whole situation got right again. This is a confirmation, an outward state of righteousness that only comes from the ministry of the Spirit. I can agree with that, and I've experienced the same thing. You and I are in separate local churches, but we have the similar experiences. We have exactly a case like that, and so pleasant and so uh, full of enjoyment to see a peaceful result from such a troublesome situation. Let's go on to Witness Lee for the next portion, but uh, let me give a quick introduction to it because it might help to understand this next portion. This conference was given in Seattle, Washington, and on the way to the meeting that day, he was driving and looking at all the trees, and that became the backdrop and the context for what we're going to hear, trees dropping their leaves as a picture of the outer man being consumed and decaying, as it's described in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And let me read those verses, Francis, before I go any further. Chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For our momentary lightness of affliction works out for us more and more surpassingly an eternal weight of glory, because we do not regard the things which are seen but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Francis, we're going to see a connection between the outer man decaying and these leaves that Witness Lee saw on the trees as he was on his way to the meeting, as he describes different things that come to people to trouble them, and those troubling things, those attacking people that come to the Christians are the things that help them to drop their leaves and experience this very thing that the Apostle Paul was talking about in verse 16 about the outer man decaying. So let's go on to Witness Lee. Our outer man is being wasted away. It's being worn out. Uh Don't think I'm talking in vain words. No, I'm applying. Okay. About this one, attacked from four sides. <laughs> the husband attacks. The boy attacks. The girl attacks. The mother-in-law from the back attacks. And this attacked one is being worn out. <laughs> if I were the attacked one, I would cry, Please rescue me. I've been worn out by all you four folks. You just wear me out. I'm worn out. I'm wasting away. I'm being consumed. Consumed by my wife. Consumed by my boy. Consumed by my daughter. And consumed by my mother-in-law. The tree to fall the leaves. This is a kind of destiny. <laughs> the creator of the trees destined that the trees have to drop the leaves. I tell you, you have to realize we Christian trees all have been destined to drop the leaves. Amen. Whether we have the husband, 
We don't have the husband, whether we have the boy, the girl, the mother-in-law or not. If we don't have them, the angels will come <laughs> to force us to drop. We are destined to drop. Amen. God never destined that the outward man should live long. To be consumed, to decay, is the destiny of our old man. No need anyone to murder you. No need anyone to kill you. You just live. If you don't die by eight years of age, you will die by 90. If not, you will die by 100. If not 100, by 200. Anyhow, one day you will die. This is your destiny. To die is the destiny to your outward man. God has no intention to prolong your outward man's life. Don't cry to the angels for help to rescue from your husband, from your wife, from your children, from your mother-in-law. You have to say, Lord, thank you. All these are helpers. To help me to drop my lips earlier, quicker. So I like to do this. I like to do this quicker. I like to do this earlier. Because if I do this earlier, I will mature. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, Francis, how about that? I rejoice that this is really the case. The Lord has a way to deal with us that our old man would be decaying. And he does it by a lot of circumstantial dealings. I think this is a very practical portion. He mentioned the four different uh, attackers, I think, that help to wear out someone. And uh, that's the Lord's arrangement in our life. Yet many times we think it's the devil bothering us to wear us out. But in a sense, that's not the devil wearing us out, is it? It's the Lord creating a circumstance, an environment to help us drop the old man, to drop the old things. I think that's quite marvelous. That's such a good illustration, that leaves dropping. Because on the one hand, they're passively dropping their leaves. But on the other hand, they have to be willing to drop the leaves. Of course, the tree doesn't have a will like that, but we do. So we should welcome these kind of circumstances that will help us to drop all the natural man's leaves during an early life so that we don't go through a lot of useless experiences with no result. As I was reading this, Francis, and preparing for this program, I thought of situations in my own life where I've hung on to things that I knew were part of the old man, and I was hanging on to them, and it just delays our growth. And on the other hand, I've had the experience of when I realize this is from the old man, this is not the Lord, this is just something of my flesh, something of my old man, I let go of it. And I realized during those times, there was a quicker growth. And that was Witness Lee's point here. The sooner we drop the leaves, the quicker we will mature and grow in our Christian life. Yes, isn't that marvelous? So we should welcome all these circumstances that uh, cause our leaves to drop. We passively accept it but we actively drop them. Francis, can you give some illustrations of this experience that we're talking about here with the leaves being dropped? Well, it's quite interesting. Even the illustrations that Brother Lee pointed out as these attackers that seem to be working against us, actually, they are really helping us. 
And uh, a person that doesn't have a husband or a wife or a boy or a girl or a mother-in-law, he lacks something of the ability and the opportunity to drop the natural old man. So he uh, clings to it and cries for help. And Brother Lee pointed out, there's no need crying to the angels for help. If you don't have these kind of attackers, they will come and help you to drop the old man and the old way of living. And I've certainly experienced some of this myself with a family that sometimes cause you these kind of frustrations, and you're just not willing to drop your natural way. But eventually, you find out that uh, to drop that natural way is really your benefit. And you can certainly mature much quicker if you just accept the fact that that leaf is dropping and you just let it go. So on one hand, you have to accept the practical and the uh, outward circumstances as a help to you. But on the other hand, you have to be willing to actively go ahead and drop those things. And that way you will mature quicker. I don't know how quickly I've matured or how much I've matured, but I do know there have been a lot of circumstances in my life that have caused me to realize that that's the way God has applying the cross to my Christian life. You know, Francis, this makes Second Corinthians chapter 3 and these high terms, doctrinal terms, the ministry of righteousness, the ministry of the Spirit, makes it more practical when you get into chapter 4 and we talk about the consuming of the old man. Yes, and Paul was talking about his own experience, which is really a confirmation of what the Spirit does and uh, what the righteousness is. Well, let's go on to the final portion today of our life study from Second Corinthians. In chapter 3, the kind of a constitution is going on that produces transformation. But in chapter 4, transformation becomes renewing. It is not some divine elements being added into a being. It is some of your old junk being taken away. Some of your old nature, the old man, been taken away. Amen. For what purpose? For the purpose that the life within you, that is the spirit of life, may have a chance to develop. And this developing is to renew you. This is not the transformation. This is the renewing. Transformation is the kind of a constitution Renewing is a kind of replacement. Being consumed, the dropping of leaves, takes away all old matters of the outward man. This taking away of the old things of the outer man gives the chance for the inner life to develop itself in a fresh way. Amen. So when the springtime comes, new leaves Amen. come out. Amen. So vigorous, so alive, so lively, Amen. and so fresh. Then it blossoms, then it brings forth fruits. This renewing. By this kind of renewing, the glory is uplifted. Amen. From one level another level from temporary age to eternal age.
Francis, I guess if the old leaves don't come off, we can never get those new, vigorous, lively leaves in the spring, can we? That's right, because that's the way God ordained things. And trees are a very good example of our experience. If the old leaves don't drop off, the new life doesn't flow in. You know, let me read the verse again that Brother Lee's referring to here in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10. He says, Always bearing about in the body the putting to death of Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. You know, we're talking about leaves, but what we really mean is that the life of Jesus could be manifested in our body. Could you say more about this, Francis? God's intention in us is to really renew us. And therefore, in the New Testament, we have this ministry of the Spirit. And when the Spirit is ministered, the result of that ministry is life. And that life is the divine life, the life of Christ. But Christ went through the cross. The putting to death of the uh, old man was included in his crucifixion. So that cross has to be operative in us, and that's what he's referring to in the leaves dropping. We do have to go through these experiences of the old man being consumed, being wasted away. We think it's a waste, but actually it's God's way of renewing us so that we could have another life lived out of us. So without the cross working, which is illustrated by the falling off the leaves, uh, we don't have any way for the new life to flow in. So the result of all of this is to make us righteousness itself. Wow. I just want to come back to the title of this program, Francis. It's called The Manifestation of Life yes. Through the Killing of the Cross. And this kind of life is a life, not just any kind of life. Like you said, this is the life of Christ. It's the life of Jesus. And it's a hard thing to find on the earth today. I think we talked earlier about how on the earth there's so many wrong things. There's terrorism and so many things. But where do you find this life manifested? Francis, I ask you, where can this be found? This life is found in the believers who come together to live the church life. This is the way. Without Christ as our life, without the church life, and without the body life that's inclusive of all believers, there's no way for this kind of thing to be worked out. So he says that our outer man may be consumed, that our inner man may be renewed, that we may be transformed. That develops a kind of life that's gone through death. And that death works in us, but it works life in others. That's the continuation of that portion you just read. The death that operates in us causes life to operate in others. So this is the Christian life, and this is the church life, and this is the body life that we need. You know, when I grew up, Francis, I went to church uh, regularly, and at the church, there was many of them that came together for bingo. And I'm looking back now, remembering, as you said, you have to have the church life to find this life that expresses Christ and expresses God. Well, you know what? If you're in a church and you're just going there for bingo or something else other than Christ— You may not find this life, will you? That's right. That is the sad situation that religion creates. But the real way is to deal with these natural things, this old life and these old habits, by the falling off of these things and by the consuming of those attackers we talked about a while ago. So the result of all this 
is righteousness, which means everything is in order, everything is peaceful, everything is right. Right with God, right with families, right with children, right with everybody. Well, if we're going to be right with the clock, we're going to have to stop. So, Francis, our time's up. And if you would like to get a printed copy of what you heard today, you can call us at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Francis, I'm sure glad you came back and joined me for this program today. I've enjoyed it, and I really am happy with this kind of message. And we're also glad you joined us, and we hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we continue on these important in-depth topics from 2 Corinthians. On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening. Throughout the centuries, the Lord has recovered many truths concerning His purpose and plan for humanity. The recovery version of the New Testament by Living Stream Ministry presents these crucial truths in a format that is easy to understand and study. This faithful translation of the original Greek text includes outlines of each book of the New Testament, over 9,000 footnotes, more than 13,000 cross-references, charts of important truths, and color maps. The New Testament recovery version from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.